Hello everybody and welcome back to the Toy Photographers Podcast, the official podcast of ToyPhotographers.com. My name is James Garcia and this week I'm joined by two very special guests. I've got my good friend Shelly Corbett. Shelly, how are you doing today? I'm good, James. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. And we're also joined by Christina Alexanderson. Christina, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Thank you. Yeah, I'm fine. How are you? I'm, I'm doing well. I'm excited to talk about you both. This is a, a podcast idea we've had for a long time, and I'm glad we're finally able to sit down and talk about it. We are today going to be talking about printing our photos, um, specifically why we print them, how we print them, why it's important to print them, all of that stuff. Uh, so I'm really excited to get into that. Um, I guess before we do get all into that stuff, why do you guys think it's important to print photos, especially in this digital age where most of our work is shared somewhere like Instagram or Flickr or something like that? Uh, Shelly, do you have any thoughts first? Like why, why is printing photos important in today's age? So many reasons where to start. Well, the tangibility aspect of it and is important because once it's on the internet, it's 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 very ephemeral. It's instantly gone. But it's mm-hmm. for me, I mean, I go back to the film Darkroom Days and to me the f- print isn't finished until it's printed because there's so many decisions that have to be made between creating it online or creating it creating it in the camera editing it and until it's actually printed I mean there's just you just don't see all the things that are going wrong I don't know for me that's it's a finishing aspect yeah I love that Christina how about you do you agree with that or do you print your photos for a different reason like a different purpose um I agree with that it's a way of finishing and finishing this the work finishing a project up or saying this is finished um, but it also is part of a working process because I use printing as as part of uh, uh, in my workflow. I'm not finished when I start printing. I have to look at the raw material. I even imprinted. I think it's easier to sort images when they I compile them and and put them in groups and really look at them. So I look at the work in a different way when I look at prints compared to looking at the the image on a screen. For me, it's totally two different mediums, and I don't think there is a importance to do printing per default. But it is a way to work through the the images and the, to make the project better, to make a selection. To, it's a it, it's a tool as well. It's not only a, a finished product; it's also a tool. Yeah, I love that. I know you've talked about that in the past on the podcast that you'll do that to finish a project or print all of the photos in a project and then kind of pare them down and pick the best ones or the ones that speak to you the most. Um, I, I love that perspective on printing. And and I will say personally, I haven't printed my photos very much. Uh, I think the first time I printed them was at like Walgreens and it was for the um, Seattle toy meetup just because we were doing the print exchange. And even though doing it that first time, it was amazing to me seeing my photos printed out and, and having them in my hand and being able to notice different details and stuff like that. Even though the printing quality probably wasn't great where I did it and everything, but but yeah, there is something about having that that physical print. Um, Shelly, when's the first time you, I, I know you just said, you know, you're, you're doing the, the darkroom days, but like printing your toy photos, was that, what was the first experience with you doing that? 
before I answer that question, James, I just want to back up just a little bit to what you just said about yeah. Seattle. I'm just going to go, ha my evil plan, it works. <laughs> yes, I made everybody print their photos. I, I think it's a great evil scheme because it, it it's great for the, the people printing their own work to, to see their photos, but then to also exchange those prints and to get prints from other people. It's just a great like memorabilia item, I guess, from the, the trip itself. And I have... I have a couple of them now because I've been to like two or three of the meetups. So I have these little, you know, just piles of prints from all of the people that attended. And it's great to just kind of go through them and see the people's work for not only to see who was there, but also the kind of work that they were doing at the time and and the the selection that they may have picked and all that stuff. I think it's a great experience. Um, When you were planning the meetups, why did you decide to do that um, print exchange? Was that the reason so that people could have a piece of each other's work? It was a two-pronged approach. One is I remember back to my days in college when we did print exchanges. So part of one of our classes before everyone left is everybody printed one sixteen by 20, 20 copies, every, and then we all exchanged those prints. So we all walked away with the same portfolio of one piece of work from everybody in the class. And it's amazing. I still have that portfolio. So I wanted to to share that experience with with the toy photography community and also to just try to break down the barriers of of and the resistance to printing the work because for me as a longtime printer watching and and printing myself especially when I used to do the large color work is watching that print come out of the printer it's just it's magical when you hold up your print and you're like and it's large and it's not a four by five or it's a four or some small image it's like it's large it's it's sexy and it's addictive yes so <laughs> yeah you can see I like to print my work but Shelley, do you think it's a, really a matter of resistance? Isn't it just a matter of you haven't tried? Because all photography we see today is online in digital format and doing it to an analog form seems to go back in time to when photography was young and something different when compared to what it is today. Do you really think it's a matter of uh, of resistance? It. It could be more just that people don't know. It could be that it's not what's popular. It's not how, like you say, it's not how photography is experienced now. Uh, and that's sad. Yeah. Because a, 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 an image on a screen is not the same as an image in your hand that experience. As you know, Christina, we talk about this, about on a screen, you're going to see it. It's going to be gone in a second versus something in your hand you're going to linger over and, and look at. Yeah, but but I think you have to have that experience, and I think I think you have to realize that viewing whatever art form it could be books or I think paper in its for in its form I'm really a paper lover. Um, so printing and holding a, a piece of paper or an artifact in your hand is something different compared to looking at a screen. Screen, and we see that not only in photography, we see it in reading and writing around books as well. There is a totally different way of consuming media today, and I think that is part of the reason why people don't print, because they haven't had the experience, they don't know how to read a paper image, they know how to 
put a like on an image they see on Instagram or Flickr or whatever, that isn't the same. I, from my point of view, it isn't really the same experience to to linger over an image on a paper or on a printed uh, in a printed format or in a book or whatever. I think we 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 give a printed image more time. It the medium in itself, in itself uh, tend to demand something of us. It demands time. It, it's slower. And I think that's also a reason why you should actually try to print your work. Because you will spend more time with your work. You will spend more time with your work because it's a, it's a, a little expensive, right? So it's, it's not... in. It's it's not free. Like just putting it up on the internet is is essentially sort of a free feeling. It, so you, you choose. You spend time with your work as you think about what has enough value to print. Yeah, yeah. And a whole other layer of editing. There is a limitation in that. The cost to do a big print or a small print or do a lot of printing there is a cost with that you don't have the cost putting it online on your hard drive you have already done the cost you can't see it directly come to towards the work it it is you have to do the selection i can't i sometimes i do i sometimes i print a whole project of 500 images and then put it down to Sixty or whatever, but but usually when I do larger prints, I have to make the selection in forehand before I decide what I'm going mm. to print. Yeah, before you make the investment yeah. to to print a photo. Yeah, yeah, and the money and time and all that that makes sense. When you guys are taking photos, are you thinking of what they might look like in future prints uh, as you're taking your photos, or or does the final image or the final medium for your image not matter as much i think it depends on what the purpose with the project is uh, i'm a um, i ha- can only talk from my own perspective i'm doing this project right now that is going to be a part of a, a group exhibition in in gothenburg in august and uh, when i'm doing this work i know that the final results will be printed i will put it on a wall so i have to work around that idea all the time i work around how am i going to compose these images how i'm going how am i going to put these together to actually become prints uh, that will work in a setting or in a room with other pictures and 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 or and I'm going to do and as part of this project I'm also going to do a book so I do two different printed editions of these images so that idea is I have decided that in forehand um, when I do images for a project for Instagram I don't even think about printing my conclusion is that it depends on the project what I actually decide the the project will be will it be a book then the result will be a printed book i am i my idea with the project is to do uh, images for instagram then i'll it will be images on instagram so it depends on the project and the in the purpose with the project so so the pr- project i'm working with now is going to be an g- exhibition and a book so it's going to be both and both are. I'm working for a printed edition. I'm working with the idea of this project is going to be printed. 
I, I totally agree with Christina on that, that there's always in the back of your mind what project you're working on as an artist, where is it going, is it going to, going to be on a wall, is it going to be uh, in a digital format only, is it going to be in a book, are you are you giving them away, is it for personal use only? That's kind of always that niggling in the back of your head, but for me, printing is more just built into the process that it starts with the toys, the toys go on adventures, photos are taken, they go to Instagram, and then they get filtered out, and they go to prints, and then the prints go out into the world. And it's just part of the flow, but it's not like in the back of my head, I'm thinking, okay, this photo is going to go in a book. This photo is a project that's only going on walls. This is part of a project that's only going to Instagram. So I'm, I'm a little more fluid. I like mm. to take a lot of photos and then and then see where the red threads are coming up and then and then do what's appropriate with them. So it's a little bit different, but still the same. We have the we have different methods. I work with I I don't work that I I don't have that amazing workflow of kind of getting pieces and puzzles pieces together in the end I have to have a red thread from the beginning because otherwise I'm lost <laughs> but that's do. what I admire about your work Christine is that you have these amazing projects that you're always working on and I'm just it always it inspires me to create projects that I might not yes. create on my own and that that's what's so much fun about hanging out with other artists and creative people is being inspired what they're doing and let that influence what what you're doing so yeah yeah I agree I agree totally <laughs> yeah and I agree with that too you know um, especially with that point about Christina because a couple weeks ago when we did our recreation podcast we're re recreating each other's work I went through Christina's Flickr feed and part of that was going through all of her albums and various projects and it just each one I kept thinking, oh, I should really do a project like this, or oh, I should do something of this scale or something, you know, just the, yeah, the fact that you're always, you always have projects going and you actually finish the projects and that you do print the photos and you, and you curate them and stuff. I, that's inspiring to me because for me personally, when I'm taking my photos, it's usually, I'm just taking photos that come to me or, or ideas that I have, um, just the workflow just kind of flows, you know, and um, always in the back of my mind, though, there's like the hope that, oh, maybe someday I can print this or maybe someday I can put these photos in some kind of coffee table book or, or collection or something like that. So even though I'm not t right now actively printing my work or planning to, I, there is always in the back of my mind kind of the hope or the the idea of printing or the dream of printing my work, I guess. So I get it's funny that you guys are you guys are kind of ahead of me where you're already at that stage and I'm still at the early stage of, of imagining where my prints might eventually end up. We're not the only ones there. There's plenty of other people who are out there printing mm -hmm. their work. You'll you'll get there, James. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, and part of that is uh, hopefully this podcast. I'm just going to be sitting here taking notes while you guys tell me <laughs> your various methods and and all of that stuff, and and hopefully our listeners will too because I I definitely think printing photos is an important thing to do and, and a and a valuable thing to do and I, I definitely hope more people um, take it on as as time goes on um, what's your guys's various histories with printing Shelley let's start with you um, you know we've talked about why but but how did it all start for you or, or as, especially for the toy work how did printing your work start well printing my work started in a dark room a zillion years ago when I was in college and university and learned how to print in a dark room which um, I learned I'm really, really, really bad at. 
I never did manage the dark room techniques, dodging and burning. So now I, uh, so we've always printed our work, my husband and I, he's a photographer as well. So that's always been part of the workflow. And we would go to drive when you couldn't find a printer. I couldn't do it in Seattle. We would drive to Portland and use a, a, a rental dark room there. We'd go down and just spend like three days printing. So <laughs> it's part of who we are as photographers. So when the digital world came into play, we were printing um, on our on our own printers. And so when I got into toy photography, the printer was always here. I didn't have to go buy it. But it had been sitting around for so long, the nozzles were clogged. I mean, it been, and I got it going enough to sort of realize I needed to do more printing. And so we splurged a couple of years ago and, and got an Epson uh, 800, which I've been using. It's a little workhorse. It's great. I've had no problem. And it gives me a lot of flexibility to play with sizes and make my own prints for print exchanges and to send to people and like, and I'll, and I'll do that. But you to have a, pr a printer like that, you kind of have to know you're going to be printing every week. Yeah, it, that makes sense. If you're going to invest in, in something, you want to make sure you're getting your money's yeah. worth. You well, know? They, they, they need to be used. It's a use it or lose it philosophy. So if you don't have those ink nozzles um, being exercised on a regular basis, they do have a tendency to clog. And then to get them cleaned out, you have to blow a lot of ink through them. They're better than they used to be, but it's still that philosophy. So my printer will go up to a, a 17 by 22 piece of paper. And it, when I go larger than that, I there's a local print shop that I adore that prints my work. And then I also have um, a gentleman that I have met who will do the the large paper. He's got a big roll printer that he'll do the pieces I use for the encaustic work when I do larger ones he'll print them for me so I've got I've got a couple people in my pocket when I when I need to move to larger sizes because I like big big is good yeah yeah especially it's it's amazing to see I've seen some of your acoustic pieces in person and it's it is so great seeing these images I've seen on your Instagram feed over the years blown up into these big this big scale and to, and especially the way you add texture to them and stuff like that with your wax and everything it's it totally transforms the work and it's it's amazing seeing it in such a large scale oh, thanks it's uh it's fun yeah. to do and i'm glad that you you enjoy seeing it um christina how about you um i know you've been printing your work for a long time were you ever since you were a photographer have you been printing your work and sorting through it and stuff or what has your history and process been like i don't have i'm i'm not a I'm not so regular as Shelley, so I don't have a printer of my own because they clog. <laughs> they actually <laughs> do, and uh, I don't print. Uh, I don't print that regular. I have to say, I do too too much. I I I, pr I have a tendency to to actually collect and collect and collect, and then when I have this collection, I send them away to the best printer in Stockholm, <laughs> and and then I pay a bunch of money <laughs> to get my work back <laughs> and I'm really pleased um so so I've also done work in dark room and and I love the feeling of uh, actually getting the images to to come forward in the bath of the the chemicals uh, but it isn't me yeah <laughs> I'm too <laughs> I'm too impatient for 
for doing that work. <laughs> uh, so, so I actually send my I send mine away, and I'm. And for me, it's the paper. <laughs> the paper quality is so important. I love to almost feel. <laughs> Shelley knows this because we have a tendency to talk about this. <laughs> the structure in paper, I like it. I, I use a lot of uh, not ordinary photo papers, but usually I use some sort of cotton paper because I like the I like it when it's structure in in the paper with the image I want mm. the image to to work in a third dimensional it like it doesn't do in a screen see now you're getting into exactly why you need to have your own printer so if you go to <laughs> so I uh, so but, uh, but they, they clog we have had our own printer but when I'm going to, when I'm I'm starting using them <laughs> once every six months <laughs> they don't work <laughs> No, that's true. They're they're not going to be happy. But it, the joy of having your own printer is you get to play with all the different papers out there. I have yeah. printed on Japanese rice paper. You can print on metallic paper. You can do, uh, you can print on canvas to paint upon your printer. You can uh, do on watercolor paper. Yeah. I mean, it's just I transparent. I love, I love water watercolor paper. That's my favorite. It's my favorite it. too. But you're my the, structure. The funny thing is, I got this uh, listening to the B&H podcast about printers and papers, is that we love the feel of the paper, but you're not supposed to touch the paper because it's a photograph. <laughs> yeah, that was my first thought when Christina was talking about the, the texture on her photos. I was like, yeah, I, I, I can imagine liking that feel too, but also running my, my oily fingertips across a, a photograph. No, you're, you're, not, <laughs> you're not supposed to touch it. You're only supposed to look at it, but I love the way the fibers actually come forward in the structure of uh, aquarel paper or, or cotton paper it's so different compared to ordinary photo papers okay i'm gonna have to send you the link to the, the if i can find it for the japanese rice paper that's literally translucent you're gonna love the fiber in that paper it's crazy yeah, the <laughs> Japanese is amazing with papers. I love it. <laughs> but to be able to print a photograph on that is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> See, when you guys talk about all the different uh, printers and papers and stuff, my mind just starts to get overwhelmed. You know, there's just so many options out there. So when you guys are... Uh, either looking for a local print shop or, or picking a kind of paper for yourselves or something. What are what are the specific things that you're looking for, or what what things kind of jump out at you? I know that it's probably a very personal experience, you know, depending on what you're looking for with your own work. But when you guys are doing this, what are you looking for specifically? Well, I I don't have a lot of choices because I need to go with the watercolor paper because I need a porous paper that the wax will adhere to it literally I'm melting it into the paper so I don't I don't have a lot of choices there I know a lot of people will use uh will print I have this I have this really beautiful Avenant image on my wall I look at every day and that's printed on a metallic paper and it's just got this really beautiful luster and depth to it that's just mind-blowing so you when you're choosing paper you you're that's what you're looking for is how does that paper match with your image how can you bring out the best do you want a bright white do you want a muted white do you want do you want the metallic do you want it something translucent do you want a, a 
a, a matte finish? Do you want a glossy finish? I mean, th these are the things that you're, you, how does that match with your image and what your subject is? So lots of choices. And on most print shops, you can get a text, a test uh, image. You can try the different papers on your own work. So you can actually send a file in and you get it back. And you, at least in Sweden, you can get it for free. So you can actually see how the image will look on a specific paper before you start paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's nice because honestly, anytime I've tried looking into that kind of stuff, I just, I see all the options. Like, I don't know what these mean or, or what the, what they're going to look like in the end or something. So I'm glad that you're able to, to test those out and, and really see, especially if it is changes either with your, your style from picture to picture or the, the look and feel you want for certain photos or something like that. Um, that, that definitely makes sense to me. Well, I asked on Instagram um, people if they printed, and I have to say the majority of people are printing. I well, they're where they're printing is was all over the place. But if you're going to a, a Walmart or a like Kmart, Walmart, Walgreens, a drugstore, that kind of thing, and and do the the like twenty prints of something, you're gonna very limited on your choices. You're going to get a, a matte, a semi-gloss, or a glossy print. That's that's you, Your paper choices are super limited. If you want to go take the next step up, you would go to a, a professional print photography uh, store, and then what? when you walk in, they'll, use, they'll have one print, and they'll have all, they should show you all the different options of what the paper is going to look like, what that print will look like on all the different papers. And then you can have a better idea of what it's, it would look like for you. So are you looking for a matte or a glossy, or are you looking to print it on glass or on metal? I mean, it's just, you can go crazy, but again, it really depends on what your image is and what the subject is, is and how you want your audience to respond to that image. It's just one of those things where you don't realize how many how many layers there are until you get into it, and then you find out, oh my God, they're you know you're mentioning Japanese rice paper. That's something I would have never thought of, but it makes sense to me once you say it that that's something that would exist and would be appealing, um, especially for specific purposes. But it's it's one of those things where there's just a whole world behind it that that I'm just not aware of, you know, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners aren't aware of as well. Well, in our basement, my husband built an entire uh, studio where you literally. The, the, it's palladium prints, so you get your watercolor paper literally from the art store. You paint your emulsion on it, and then you ex and then you expose it. And now that's a whole nother layer. Photography is super fun. You can do all sorts of. So I've always thought that would be super fun to take some toy photos and print them in black and white in that style, and maybe even go back in and hand color them. But you know, there's only so mm. many hours in the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, it, it, yeah, and it's it's one of those things where photography used to be so much more hands on with with that kind of stuff, you know, the darkroom experience and everything. And now it's it's definitely a lot less hands on than it used to be. And, and it, I think it's great if we can find ways to 
to keep experimenting with those kinds of things or keep getting our hands dirty and trying those new different techniques and stuff like that with our photos. I really wish I was able to do stuff like that or, or I really hope someday I do get the chance to, to start experimenting with those kinds of things because I just think it would be such a fun experience, um, especially with toy photography. It just extending that play aspect from not just the photo taking but the printing part of it as well I think would be really, really fun and a rewarding experience. Christina, see if agree. See if you agree with the statement that when you start going down the road of printing, it takes the emphasis off of of constantly creating new images because you are forced to go back and look at your images in a more thoughtful way because you're creating something beyond just the image. When I decide to print. I usually have decided that in an early stage. So I do look at all the images I'm supposed to print in that context all the way, all through the image, all, th all through the project, because I work through projects all the time. Um, but but, but when, I'm, when I'm working through a lot of a pile of work and I'm deciding to, uh, like I did this uh, spring, I did the exhibition and I went, yeah, I put it. I hadn't decided in forehand because the project was from 2011, and I wasn't really that focused on on actually selecting. Because I think the big part that you are putting your thumb on is the hard part of actually making a selection. You can't mm. m you can't take everything to the printer because you don't have that resources. So you have to make a selection. And then when you do that selection, you have to go through the images and really think, will it be worth printing this image? And what will it look like? And make all the diff different decisions around what type of paper, glossy or matte, uh, cotton or not, uh, black and white or not, and all that. Uh, so I, 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 yeah, I, I think I... I think I agree. It slows you down. Yeah, it does. And I um, and and I think I think in 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 the setting that we actually consume images, we need to slow down. We have to learn how to read images. That's my mm. I come back to that all the time. We have to give images time because otherwise it kind of it just flows we don't actually reflect on what are the idea behind the image is and we're kind of just following some sort of flow and we are kind of not even in our mind when we read images we kind of just let them flow over us and I'm kind of scared of that because I think we need to take action and decide what we want to consume what we like what we are as persons actually want to look at for images we can't let the algorithm or the Instagram feed or whatever we have to make decisions ourselves and that takes time and it takes knowledge yeah I'm, I'm people can't see because I'm it's an audio podcast but I'm here nodding my head this whole time <laughs> <laughs> because uh, that's something you and I have learned by doing our, our podcast together every month and doing our theme podcast and that's something I've definitely learned is slowing down and looking at my images and just and 
thinking about why I made certain choices or how I'm composing a shot or why I'm choosing certain colors or whatever the case might be, slowing down and really thinking about why you're doing what you're doing and how you're doing it and the different choices you can make when you're taking the image, I think that is so important. And I, I definitely think that printing your work is, a, is another way to slow down and to look at your work and examine it. And as you sh said, Shelley, don't just focus on taking the next photo and the next photo and the next photo, but looking back at your work and selecting your work. Uh, when you guys are selecting work to print, are there certain things you're looking for? I, I know it probably changes from project to project, but are there certain things that stand out to you with your, your old work that you think, oh, like, I guess, what's an example of when you see a, pr a work and you think, oh, this would look great as a print? What kind of things jump out at you, uh, Shelley? Well, I, I print to sell my work. So when I'm looking back at older work, two things pop up in my head. It's like, oh, my God, I can't believe I took that. What crap. But that's, you know, that's the artist <laughs> speaking. And then it's like, okay. That, that Then I'm like, okay, well, how is that going to resonate with an audience? And it's not, I'm definitely not reaching the depths of intellectual and emotional depth that Christine is, gets to, which makes me sad. I'm definitely going for a lower hanging fruit when I'm printing my work. So I, that's what I'm looking for is what's going to resonate with my audience. And, and my audience is still a bit of a mystery to me. So I, a lot of it is just a crapshoot. Like, ah, that might be interesting. I think I can get away with that. Or is it going to fit into a particular frame size in a way that makes sense? Mm. So I, I'm looking really at really uh, mundane reasons when I, when I choose to print. But before Christina answers, I wanted to also talk about other reasons that so when I asked on the on uh, Instagram to get some feedback from people, I had a couple of really nice reasons why beyond just selling your work uh, and printing to, as a way of slowing down. But there's a there's a real feeling of joy when you print your work uh, and a sense of accomplishment. And Chiara, um, who goes by S K I Z Z O P H. She's going to have to forgive me. I do not know how to say that. But she said it gives her a great feeling and she can look back at what she's done. She has a sense of accomplishment and she enjoys showing her work to her friends. And I think that's a really important reason to print your work. And uh, mm -hmm. and then Chris had said that uh, he likes to see how it looks. It's part of the reason you take photos. And I like what the fact is because they deserve it. And I think if you put a lot of time... Hmm into your images and you put a lot of thought into them, why not take the next step and and print them? Because they do deserve it. There you go. Yeah, and, and it brings brings me back to what we, we were saying about Instagram and social media in general is that, you know, you post your photo and it's up for, if you're lucky, 24 hours, you know, on, on somebody's feed and then it goes away and it's easy to, to forget about it and to move on to the next thing. And printing a photo really does bring it to life and it, and it makes it more permanent. And especially if you are to give it to somebody or to sell it to somebody or to frame it yourself or something, having that photo in a, in a permanent state, I think is, is a, an amazing thing. And it's something I've definitely noticed anytime I've printed my work the, the couple of hand times hand, handful of times I have um, it is an amazing feeling and, and I love that that wording that it is worth it because I think the photos are and and I, I love that it's a way to give new life to your work that's exactly it it gives your work new life when you take the time to go back and print it either 
for your wall to give to a friend, put in a book, it gives it a new life. Yeah. Yeah. Christina, how do you feel about that? When I go back, how do I, I, I kind of, I don't look at them with a view any I I have <laughs> I, listen, I listened yesterday to another podcast and I kind of feel comfort when the the podcast is talked about the audience of one you don't have to have a, a big audience for your work it it really resonates with me that I like it so when I go back and and, and if I haven't printed a work and I'm going back on a pile of work and I'm going to try to find what images am I going to print, then I'm really looking, what do I like? And why do I like this? And then I go for what my heart <laughs> makes me feel. What, what really do I like? I like this one because it makes me think of that or I want to put that aspect in focus and and I really think about myself as the main audience for for my printed work and um, mm. and I when and I do also print for other people but but then they are the audience and and they have to I I don't print in in the context of like Shelley selling to people in, in unknown people I usually sell to people uh, that I know or they have asked for a print and they have usually picked it out themselves because they think this is an amazing picture. Yeah, I, I love that, um, the audience of one idea. I, I really think that's a, a, an important thing for people to remember that part of why we're doing photography is to do it for ourselves and for our own artistic drives and and purposes and that it's okay to just be satisfied with your work yeah. as it is for yourself you know it's not always about getting it out to a larger audience or selling a bunch of prints or getting a bunch of likes on something you know it it is also a very personal experience and, and it is important to to also reflect on how our photography makes us feel as photographers and I think that's easy to forget too in, in today's age even though I, I do definitely think selling your work and displaying it and stuff is an important piece of it as well and something I definitely want to do more of. It's amazing. It's so fun to do all that. I love that. But in like when I did the images for our last podcast, I was so satisfied with me, myself. I was so pleased with myself. And that feeling can't compare with anything I can't actually feel what other people feel when they look at the work so if I can <laughs> feel that and think this is an amazing image and I want it on my wall then that's a good reason to to actually pick it to print I, I'm going to agree with Christina completely is that you that audience of one is is your best it's your best audience and and I know I'm a bit of a negative Nelly when I'm always telling people don't be careful when you step out into the realm of selling or exhibiting your work because I I cannot tell you how many times I have put out the work that gives me the greatest joy, the images that are the ones that I'm the most proud of, and I, and no one else likes them. They just sit there. And then my joy in them is tainted because they're rejected by the larger buying audience mm. because they're really personal and, and personal to me, not to anybody else. So it's a 
it's a double-edged sword when you start selling your work. You're not going to make that really personal work. And a lot of, I don't know, there's, it changes it. So you just got to be aware. Yeah, I, I think it's something that I've noticed over the time too. And something we've talked about on the show a few times is when you're doing work for other people, like client work or something, or, or selling your work, as you just mentioned, or doing it just for your own personal enjoyment. There are definitely disparate uh, differences between the two and different approaches and, and different expectations. I definitely have taken photos that I, I'll look at it and think, oh my God, this is the best photo I've ever taken. I'm so proud of this. This is just speaks to me in so many ways. And I'll post it somewhere and it, yeah, it doesn't really make a, a dent anywhere. <laughs> no one really responds to it the way I want them to. And then it just kind of goes away. And and it is hard to to not be down on yourself after something like that happens and to not let your own happiness kind of dim because somebody else didn't react to your work in the way that you did. Uh, I think it's an, a really important thing to reflect on and, and remind ourselves about is that that audience of one and to still enjoy your work as it is for yourself and, and don't put too much stock in what the larger public might think of it, that it is important to also have your own feelings about your work. I, I think it's so important to remember yourself because you are the first one to actually have to like your work. Before anyone <laughs> else can like it, you have to like it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. Um, I, I do want to talk a little bit about selling your work and all that stuff, Shelley, because I, I know that it's something that I'm definitely interested in doing sometime in the future. I know a lot of our listeners are probably interested in it. Um, are there some lessons you've learned about selling your work or, or some um, some pitfalls you've come to or anything like that that, that you can discuss here? Uh, that's like three podcasts, James. <laughs> Seriously. Yes, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> I just read a book and I wrote I wrote it. It's a blog post that will come out sometime in the next few weeks. And I really liked what he said. It was Austin Kleon's new work, new book called um, Keep Going. And he said, in, in our society, the greatest compliment you can give somebody is, that's awesome, you should sell your work. Whatever it is, the cake you made, the, the scarf you knitted, the photo you created, and it's, mm -hmm. um, that's really sad, but that's uh, beside the point. Um, so I'm not, I don't recommend anyone run out and start selling your work. I, when I asked the Instagram community, I was actually kind of amused and pleased that there were three responses out of about 20 of people who were selling their work. And, uh, so it's glad to see that people are spreading the love and getting toy photography out in the, out in the universe. But if you don't have some money to burn, I wouldn't recommend doing it. I would recommend if you hmm. do are inspired to do it and it's part of something that really drives you, great. Start small and 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 find your audience slowly. So I've been doing, I've been selling the toy now for about three years, two and a half years. Actually, if you count the gallery shows, goes back farther than that. So I've, I've started out at the top at galleries and now I've just keep pairing back and now I'm at coffee shops and I'm actually really happy finding little places to exhibit the work at a at a nice steady clip where I sell one or two but, but you I'd sell have... cards as well don't you you sell cards don't you They're yeah sick. I do I sell blank greeting cards and that's that's 
is about as lucrative as it gets, I guess. They they sell well. I have a little string of stores that all sell it, and they they every month they reorder. But it, that is its own. While it's great to have a little small steady income that pays for more Lego, they have their own pressure, which is like, where's your new birthday card? Where's your new Valentine's Day card? What do you have for Christmas? What mm-hmm. do you? And then you have to hit every single season, and they're constantly wanting to see what's new, 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 new that's hard and i'm not sure that's that's a whole another job and does it pay enough to make it worthwhile so yeah i think it's important to to think of think of that you know it's like okay if you are putting yourself out there to do work like that or to sell your work or do commercial work you you are kind of sacrificing a piece of you, you know your own time and and your own energy and your own creative process and stuff in order to appeal to you know, the masses in that case or, or, or another business that wants those specific prints. I, I know that's definitely something that people probably have to, to reconcile with when you're doing that kind of work is how much of yourself do you want to give give to that? And, and I'm sure it varies from person to person. Yeah, some people are really inspired by doing that kind of work and it, it they in, enjoy it. They enjoy the challenge. I'm not sure if I'm that person. How about you, Christina? Have you ever been interested in that kind of thing? Or has has your printing and stuff always been more of a a personal experience for you? (laughs) I'm so terrible at selling stuff. I have a difficult time to put a price on my work. So when people, I have these, a lot of people asking, can I buy your work? And I say, hmm, sure. Tell me what you want to pay. (laughs) And we'll see if I want to sell. (laughs) That's my I'll, I'll see if it's worth it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I've come to the conclusion there is no money in it, so it isn't worth it. It isn't <laughs> worth the time and effort. So actually, I, I, I've decided I can show it, but I'm not going to sell it. <laughs> there is no money in that. I, I can understand that for sure. Uh, another method of printing that I wanted to talk about and something that we've been doing on the blog for the last couple of years is making the, the toy photographer's books that we've been doing, the yearbooks that we've been doing. Um, Shelley, what was the initial idea behind that and, and why have we been doing that the last couple of years? It's, I, again, wanted to bring it all together under one roof and to make something that you could hold in your hand that wasn't online that said, hey, we created this as a group this amazing year of of photographs and this represents our community and i I want to celebrate that that's that's the impetus uh unfortunately two things is one to do that in such small volume is incredibly expensive and people just don't support it so it's it's uh i don't know i'm i'm we got uh, Sonny is bless his heart has stepped up and said he wants to design this year's and but I'm 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 just like I don't know I mean if the community doesn't doesn't want it people don't value it I mean why should we spend our time doing it but at the same time I've got this really lovely book on my desk that just came this week from um, from Tourmaline who used to write for the blog and it's her book uh, Monochrome Polychrome and it's just mm. I mean, 
I I so admire that she put her entire year's worth of images under one roof that I can look at and really explore what she did and what she created. And I think that's a real value in that. Um, the, uh, the Good Son, which was the originally um, All the Blood Runs Red by Jules and, uh, and Pierre Jacques that um, I wrote about a few weeks ago, that started out as a blur book. I mean, I've picked up some, some fabulous books that people have created of, of their toy photography. And I just, I love the books and I'll pay for them because I just, I think there's a real value in having something in your hand that you can slow down and really appreciate what was created by somebody and, and value that. And by purchasing it, I'm saying, I value what you do. I value you as an artist and what you've created. And, and so that's, that's why we make the books. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I love having photo books and, and I love the books that we've made with the Toy Photographer's blog for exactly the reason you said, just seeing all of the work from people all over the world who, who have come together under the under the blog and put these images out into the world. It's amazing to see them all compiled in one place and, and to flip through the book and to see the compilation of images and which images people chose to represent them and stuff. I just think it's a great experience and, and I, I really hope that more people out there do produce their own work in some way where we can purchase it because it is I, i'm definitely going to check out uh, tourmaline's new book because that is that, that sounds amazing to, to have her work in hand and, and to scroll through it like that it it is um and uh and also when people i don't know if you've ever made photo books of uh for of you and your relationship with your wife but all right i've done that with my kids for like, I think we got 10 years, maybe 12 years out of it. And then I couldn't take, we couldn't, they got too old. <laughs> but watching, seeing how they change over the years and, and seeing the time pass. And if you do books, Lizzie does this all the time with her book, Stepping on Bricks. After meetups, she'll put all her photos and experiences from that meetup together. And then you have this record. And then over time, you're seeing time elapse as well in those books. And there's a real value in photography, being able to capture the passage of time. And that's what these books all represent. And I'm hoping that we do do the the group book again because then we can see how the blog has changed how our work that we're presenting has grown how the trends in photography are changing as as we grow and change as a community all that is represented in that book and it's it's a it's an amazing gift it's a package yeah, it really is. And it's fun to look at years past and to see how the work has changed and how people have grown. I, I totally agree. Um, any closing and thoughts about printing or any tips for people who want to get into printing but haven't been able to do that yet? Uh, Christina, let, let's hear from you. My tips. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I tips have and tricks. tips and tricks. Um, I think it's a I, th I think it's a good way to actually to actually see your work to actually see what you are doing so if you have no idea where the red thread is i think you should print a lot of your work to look through it you don't have to be, do big prints you don't have to do expensive prints you can do the cheapest one but to look through it to see where is the line you could work through and what is the the 
soft spots you have in your photography. I think it's an amazing tool to actually use to, to find yourself and what your photography is about. So that's my biggest tip right now. It's to, to use it as a tool. And, and I think you should also uh, use it to, to actually honor yourself and your own work, to print your work, to actually celebrate the things you like. You, you always, I, at least I do, and I, th I don't think I'm unique in that way. I tend to like and love the images I have done uh, recently. But printing images and going back to them and actually have them on my wall makes me think, oh, I did that then and I really think that's amazing still because I had I actually made a choice and I had made a decision this is worth printing this is worth my time this is worth my wall so, so I think you ha should try it you don't have to do big prints you can do small prints small images take even more time to look at than big ones because then you have to go closer and actually look at what the image is portraying so if you use your phone do small prints and put them on the wall you can put a lot of them on the wall and it's difficult to read but but it's a, it's a it's a good way to actually get people to to take in the work yeah i, I love that uh shelly how about you well i couldn't agree with christina more on on that printing lots of little prints it's just a great way to just see what the heck you're up to <laughs> but i think that if you don't want to go down that road and you're not interested in in exploring your work on that level i treat yourself create a book take your work and 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 figure out if you want to do it just by a year or by a theme or by a character create a book for yourself and and then from there maybe Print yourself a, a something large and put it on your wall and and show some pride, and give your work a little, uh, give it the work the the attention it deserves. So I'd say yes, definitely go print your work, and then also go to a photo meetup, a toy photography meetup, and bring some prints and share them with your friends. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, I totally agree. It that's been one of my favorite experiences at the meetup is when we do those print exchanges and we put them all on a table and go around and, and go through everybody's images. And it, it's so fun to, to not only hold a piece of somebody's work, but to think of why they chose that image or or even to see work that maybe I haven't seen in a long time. You know, it's like, oh, I, I remember this photo from Father's Figures or, or something. You know, it's it's just amazing to see people's work. So I'm so glad that, we're, that you do that in the meetups. Did you hear in Melbourne that we're going to do something a little bit different? We're actually going to all yes. bring prints and then we're going to put them in little plastic bags and we're going to leave them around the city and for people to discover. Yeah. Now, that's going to be fun. Yeah, I think that's amazing. Let's let's talk about that for a minute because I know that uh, Brett wrote a blog post about it. But could you talk a little bit about the decision behind that and what you guys are going to be doing? That's his his crazy idea. He got it from something, some other. You'd have to go back and read the blog post. He had a little explanation of what it was. But we're all going to bring prints of, of one size. He's going to have little plastic envelopes to put them in. And we're going to put a little a note and about toy photographers in them and leave them around for people to find. So just sort of spread the love of toy photography in this completely random, fun, whimsical way. I think it's amazing. <laughs> I love it. 
Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that and just another reason that I'm I'm so jealous that you're going to Melbourne and I'm going to miss that meetup because it just sounds like already it sounded like such a great time. But I, I love that idea and I hope it goes well so that we can continue doing that for other meetups as well. Do those photo drops? I just think that's such a cool concept. I I do too. I think we're gonna have to to bring that into the the next U.S. one. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, thank you both for for doing this and talking to me about printing was there anything else that we didn't touch on that you guys wanted to talk about Shelly any other um, thoughts from the Instagram community that that people reach out to you anything to say I was impressed that I had almost 20 people respond that were all printing their work and everyone was pretty excited about doing that so I'm, I'm just kudos to everybody who's already printing their work keep going and, and Shelly if you could if you have any good um things people wrote, you know, um, go ahead and send them to me and I'll put them on the blog post for this episode so people can see their thoughts as well. Um, if there's anything, you know, good quotes, I know you had a couple good quotes in here, so I'd love to include those on the blog post for this episode. Uh, um, I'll do that and also send you the links to the, um, to B&H podcast about printing. Yes. I think that if anybody wants to dive into this, those are a great place to just get your feet wet. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and thank you both again for doing this. This was, as I said, a, a podcast idea we've had for a long time, and I'm glad we were able to at least scratch the surface a little bit on photo printing. I know that we could keep talking for hours and hours about all the different aspects, but I, I really do appreciate your insight and, and um, your ideas and, and, and everything. So thank you both so much for doing this. Thank you. Thanks for having us, James. Thank you so much for listening. You can find new episodes of this podcast and daily articles on creativity and toy photography on our website, toyphotographers.com. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also ask that you please leave us a five-star review. That'll help spread the word about the show and help us get noticed. You can find us on Facebook at Toy Photographers and on Instagram at underscore toy photographers underscore. Music for this week's episode is courtesy of freemusicarchive.org. And finally, you can reach out to us with comments, concerns, recommendations, etc. at toyphotographypod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you guys next week.